Deborah Chang, and this is your Peak Daily for Thursday, April 27th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Peak Pals, this is more of a tip of the day than fact of the day, but the CRA says, although its phone lines were operating at reduced capacity or not at all, the filing deadline has not changed, and late taxes are still subject to penalties and interest, which reminds us, but me in particular, if you know a good account, please send them my way. I'm still waiting to file my taxes, and this makes me particularly concerned. However, I don't think I have particularly complicated taxes, so it should be a fairly straightforward process. But besides having to pay your taxes, we've got a great episode for you today, Peak Pals. For our first story, the Microsoft and Activision deal is at risk. For our second story, Amazon and UOttawa partnership off the table. And for our last story, IKEA is working to keep their furniture affordable. For our first story, Microsoft's proposed $69 billion acquisition of Activision Blizzard is in jeopardy after the UK's competition regulator delivered, to put it in gamer parlance, a 360 no-scope kill shot. Now, for those of you who don't know what that reference is, it's a move in Call of Duty where you are shooting with a sniper and you need to look, and then you kill your opponent with a headshot. But what's happening with the CMA is also equally important to that move. The Competition and Markets Authority, the CMA, has blocked the largest gaming deal ever on the grounds that it would lead to reduced competition and stifled innovation in the emerging cloud gaming space, ultimately hurting UK games, which we all want to avoid. The CMA found that owning Activision's popular franchises like Overwatch, World of Warcraft, and in particular Call of Duty, would make Microsoft far too strong. Now, Microsoft tried to appease market dominance concerns by signing licensing deals with competitors. But the CMA thought the strategy contained significant shortcomings. The merger also faces potential blocks by the European Commission and the U.S. Federal Trade Commission, set to make decisions in May and August, respectively. And here's why it matters. Given the global interconnected scope of the video game industry, the decision could spell the deal's end, legal experts told the Wall Street Journal. Even if the deal isn't blocked in the EU or US, it wouldn't be practical for the company to carry on without UK approval. It wouldn't be the first time the CMA killed a tech deal, though, like last year when Meta sold Giphy because even though its purchase was completed, the CMA still deemed it non-competitive. To zoom out, Competition regulators are baring their teeth against big tech, from the FTC's new approach of stopping potential monopolies early to the EU's full blitzkrieg against tech giants. Big money mergers could be tougher to move through in this new environment. For our second story, what do Amazon and your ex have in common? Well, both face accusations of being way too controlling. I don't mean that literally, peak pals. Not my ex, I'm using the general ex. But I feel like we still need to dig deeper into that analogy to understand what's going on in the story. So here's what's happened. A proposed partnership between Amazon and the University of Ottawa for a research initiative at the university's business school fell apart due to Amazon's growing insistent and controlling concerning focus per an analysis of document by The Logic. Now, the specifics are unknown, but one description of the initiative included messaging on competition and how certain reforms proposed by the Canadian Bureau of Competition others risk undermining small business and innovation. It matters because it's no secret that Amazon has an ongoing beef with the Competition Bureau after it was subjected to an antitrust probe in 2020, when former exec even went so far as to threaten to pull Amazon's marketplace feature if the Competition Act was updated. Amazon has been very interested in competition law recently, looking to influence developments as the Fed seek to revamp the Competition Act for a modern era. 
Last year, the act was updated to include new provisions on wage fixing and no poaching agreements while increasing fines for certain violations. Last month, the Competition Bureau suggested over 50 additional recommended changes, some of which Amazon opposes. And here's the bottom line, Pink Pals. This is a quote from Media Relations Director Jesse Robichard. Not all worthwhile initiatives come to fruition, as was the case for this novel forum to study competition in the age of rapid technological transformation from expert industry and academic perspectives. So we'll leave it there from Amazon. For a third story, the company synonymous with affordable furniture is working hard to keep it that way. Here's what's driving the news. For the past couple of years, IKEA has taken some of its products back to the drawing board to keep its prices down and profits up as the company contends with the rising costs of metal, glass, wood, plastic, and shipping per the Wall Street Journal. Designers found plastics could replace wood in some cabinet doors and drawers and that zinc and recycled aluminum substitutes could be deployed across products. Now, IKEA prices are still really low, and they're so dang low that prices are sometimes less than half the cost of competitors. For instance, the cheapest three-seater sofa at IKEA is $399 compared to $1,100 at West Elm. And IKEA packs everything flat to save on their storage and transportation costs, giving customers a steep discount in exchange for several hours of furniture assembly. The company chooses is what it wants to sell a product for before even creating it and then works together with suppliers to make sure the final product reflects that price. And here's why this is all happening. We've reached the stage of consumerism where a 55-inch television complete with the marvels of the modern age can cost the same price as a plain old dresser. Now to keep prices from rising higher, smart design tweaks are becoming increasingly necessary. IKEA's global supply manager at the IKEA holding company told the Wall Street Journal that our budget is the customer's wallet and their wallets are smaller than ever. Now next, affordable furniture will start looking a bit different in the coming years. First up, IKEA has already relaunched its iconic Billy bookcase, which replaces the piece's original veneer that overlays particle board or sawdust, if you ask some critics, with paper foil. Peak Palace, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in camp. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thanks, Peak Palace. Have a great rest of the day. Peace.